Welcome to AI Meets Productivity, a weekly podcast where I, Trevor Lawbear, a productivity expert, talk to GPT and artificial intelligence about topics related to artificial intelligence, productivity, and where the two topics intersect. In today's episode, we'll be talking about a new technique called retrieval augmented prompting that allows us to do prompt switching within a single custom GPT. I just spent a hackathon over the weekend where I built a prototype of this technique. And so we'll go over that and exactly what that technique is and what are the potential use cases for it. So welcome ChatGPT. Hey there, Trevor, and hello to all our listeners. Really excited to be here and chat about retrieval augmented prompting. It's a super interesting topic and your hackathon project sounds like it was quite an adventure. Can't wait to dive into all the details and explore how this technique can transform AI interactions. Let's get started. So let's talk a little bit about what we're talking about. The idea is that when we create a custom GPT, we have a set of instructions that define how that GPT interacts with the user, but that's a single mode. Sometimes we want multiple modes for a GPT. For instance, in this podcast, I trained GPT to act as a podcast host, but it has two separate modes. GPT, can you explain the two modes you've been trained in? Sure thing, Trevor. So. For this podcast, I've been trained in two distinct modes. First up, there's the pre-show mode. In this mode, we, you know, discuss the structure of the show, go over any background information, and brainstorm topics to cover. It's all about planning and preparation. Then there's the recording mode. This is where things get live and a bit more exciting. In this mode, I switch gears to act as your co-host during the actual recording of the podcast. So I'll give another example. So I often will use the voice mode for ChatGPT for um, language learning. So I'm studying German and I'll use ChatGPT as a German practice partner. And sometimes I want to be just in conversational mode where we're just having a normal conversation. Sometimes I want to be in conversation plus correction mode, where as I talk, I want ChatGPT to respond to me, but then also correct what I had said so I can learn. And then sometimes I want it to be more in translation mode. Can you explain what this phrase means? So those three different modes can sometimes be better optimized by using three separate prompts rather than a master prompt. And especially if we go into situations where we might have 15, 16 different characters, um, for instance, in a therapy situation where we're using archetypes to let people interact with different characters, you can imagine easily see where we overwhelm a single prompt and we need a multi-prompt solution. Now, first off, retrieval augmented prompting is a form of retrieval augmented generation that has already been a technique for the past year or more. So I want to let ChatGPT give us a quick explanation of what retrieval augmented generation is at a high level. All right. So retrieval augmented generation or RAG, it's pretty neat actually. Think of it as a way to boost an AI's responses, making them more accurate and, you know, informative. It's like giving the AI a little extra help to pull in knowledge that wasn't originally in its training set. So here's how it typically works. Imagine you ask a question. Before the AI even tries to answer, the question gets analyzed to see if, well, the response could use a bit of a boost. If yes, the AI enhances or augments the prompt with extra info. This info usually comes from a database or some external source. The goal is to reduce like AI hallucinations and provide answers that are more on point. So in short, REG is about injecting external knowledge into the AI's response process, making sure it's giving you the best answer possible. It's a bit like having a research assistant who quickly looks up additional info to add to the conversation. That's a great overview. And as you can see from ChatGPT's answer, um, REG is often used for knowledge injection into prompts so that an AI can use private knowledge and have fewer hallucinations. Now, 
I'm going to break that down into four distinct key steps. So the first step is the analysis. And as GPT just said, the input is analyzed and is determined that the prompt needs to be, the input needs to be augmented. Then the next three steps are executed. And in which case the input is transformed into a query. Now in traditional RAG, what that just means is we're taking the user input and we're creating an, an encoded embedding that we can use to search a vector database. But I'm going to use the more abstract idea that we're just transforming that input into a That's query. right, Trevor. The analysis step is crucial because it decides whether augmentation is needed. If it is, the input gets transformed into a query. In traditional RAG, as you mentioned, this often involves encoding the user's input into an embedding for a database search. Next up is the retrieval step. Here, the AI uses the query to fetch relevant information from a database or another external source. This could be a vector database or any API, really. The idea is to find information that will enhance the original input. Then comes augmentation. In this step, the AI takes the retrieved information and incorporates it into the user's original query. This augmentation is like seasoning the conversation with just the right amount of extra context or knowledge. Finally, there's generation. The AI, now armed with this augmented input, generates a response. This response is ideally more accurate, relevant, and informative than it would have been without the augmentation. It's like the AI now has a broader, more informed perspective to draw from when answering. Great. Thanks for interrupting me and clarifying that. That was perfect, GPT. So let's just talk now about what retrieval augmented prompting is. So if um, RAG is about injecting knowledge into the prompt, REP is about injecting instructions into the prompt. ChatGPT, can you give us a quick overview of the four steps of retrieval augmented prompting? Sure thing, Trevor. So retrieval augmented prompting, or RAP, it's a bit similar to RAG, but with a unique twist. Instead of injecting knowledge, RAP injects instructions into the chat. It's all about changing how the AI behaves or responds in a conversation. Let's break down the four steps. First up, analysis. This is where the AI looks at the user's input and decides if the current prompt or mode is still fitting. If it is, great, no change is needed. But if it's not, the input is transformed into a query, but not just any query. It's more about finding the right set of instructions. Then, retrieval. This step uses the query to find a new prompt. This isn't about fetching facts or info. It's about getting a new set of instructions that tells the AI how to interact differently with the user. Next, augmentation. Here, the new prompt, which is really a set of instructions, gets injected into the original conversation. This changes the game. It tells the AI to switch gears, enter a new mode, or adopt a different role. Lastly, generation. Now the AI, with its new instructions, responds to the user's input. It's like it's taken on a new persona or approach based on what the new prompt directed it to do. So in essence, RAP is about dynamically altering the AI's role or mode in response to the conversation's context. It's super flexible and, well, pretty cool. Great. That's a perfect example of uh, RAP. So let's go into a brief description of the prototype I built yesterday so people can understand how this might work on an actual practical level. So for this use case, what I decided to do was create a role play AI GPT. And the idea where is we have lots of prompts that people have created to have ChatGPT play a do a specific role play. For instance, to be a master negotiator, a senior, senior engineer, an SEO specialist, etc. People have created these prompts to shift a GPT into these roles, which actually changes how the GPT responds. They respond with more expert knowledge when you flip into these roles. So what if the GPT could analyze our input and map that to one of the expert roles it already had in its system and then answer as that role? So that's what we wound up building. So basically, what the GPT needed to do was to select a role, determine the best role to respond to the user's input, 
figure out whether switching roles was required. As GPT just said, if the current role was already appropriate, it didn't need to switch roles. If it did need to switch roles, then query some external API to get the prompt for that role, and then execute that role prompt, integrate it into the GPT's behavior. And so I did this using two different capabilities of the ChatGPT Builder. The first one was actions, and the second one was the initial prompt. That's a super interesting prototype, Trevor. Using the ChatGPT Builder to create a role-playing AI that can switch between expert roles based on user input really showcases the versatility of RAP. The process you described makes it clear how RAP can transform the user experience by analyzing the input to select the most appropriate role and deciding whether a role switch is necessary, the AI becomes much more adaptive and responsive. It's not just following a script, it's actively interpreting and reacting to the conversation's flow. The use of actions to query an external API for role-specific prompts is a smart way to dynamically alter the AI's responses. It's like giving the AI a toolbox of different personas it can adopt depending on what the conversation needs. And setting it all up with the initial prompt means you've effectively laid the groundwork for the AI to understand how to use these tools, how to switch roles, and when to stick with the current one. This approach really opens up a world of possibilities for customized interactions, whether for training, entertainment, customer service, or even more complex scenarios. It's a great example of how RAP can be practically implemented to enhance AI's capabilities. So let's just go quickly through the two actions I defined and then the prompt. So first off, the two actions, I created an action called get roles, which returned a list of the available roles that GPT could switch to, and get role prompt, which would return the prompt or instructions for a specific role. And using these actions, I then created a uh, instructions that explained to the GPT that, hey, you can get a list of your roles and you can get a prompt for a role. And that would start in an unknown role. And then once the user entered an input, it should analyze that input, call the get roles to figure out what role what roles were available, and then map that input onto a role and switch into that role. So it's basically kind of saying like, hey, is the question you're asking a financial advisor question? Um, then switch into that role. Is it a, a question or an input that like a comedian would might need to answer? Switch into that role. And switching into the different roles based upon what the user had entered. And then once it detected that the conversation had switched topics, it would switch into a different role. And in the article, you can actually see how this actually works and where it naturally stays in a role until the topic switches and then switches into a different role. But that's the basic overview. ChatGPT, any questions about that before we move on to discussing some of the future areas of exploration? You have reached the message cap for GPT-4. Please try again later. Okay, so this happens sometimes where we reach the message cap because I've been talking with ChatGPT a little too much in the pre-show. So I'm just going to wrap up with just me explaining the rest of new areas to explore. So this idea of retrieval augmented prompting um, I've described so far as being kind of a role switch sort of thing, but it can be used for a multi-step process. So if you imagine I have a workflow, maybe 10 different steps, maybe for instance, an interview, I want to walk a user through and I've got 10 questions. And for each question, I want to be able to ask the question, but I also want to tell the GPT how to evaluate the user's answer, any follow-up questions they might want to do. And so it might be a little bit more complicated than just here's the question to ask. So I could have like, say a paragraph or two paragraph prompt for each question. Now I could easily create a big master instructions with all those 10 questions, but that can kind of overwhelm the GPT. And then the GPT needs to figure out at each stage, which part of that prompt to focus on. 
What might be more effective is if I feed those prompts progressively into the system using a multi-step retrieval augmented prompting um, process. And how this might look is I say, okay, GBT, you're an interviewer. Here's the first question. Here is your completion condition. This is when you know that the user has answered this question and it's time to move to the second question. And so there might be a couple back and forths where the GPT is chatting with the user and finally it determines, hey, we've finished answering this question, time to move to number two. And for number two, what it then does, it goes and queries using actions, um, a, a database system or API just like I built for this prototype and it gives us the next question prompt. And this again might be a two paragraph, three paragraph, prompt that talks to GBT on how to do that interview question and what are the completion conditions for that interview question. And you can see it can then just go through this multi-step workflow, injecting a prompt for each step. And so it's my hypothesis that this would make the GPT way more focused and effective than trying to put all those steps into a single prompt like you need to do today. The other thing for exploration is this concept of meta GPTs. So the uh, GPT that I created for the prototype was a simple meta GPT, which could switch into different roles. You could call it an expert AI, and it has all these experts behind the scenes that it can switch into. Um, but basically any sort of like switching between roles, ways of thinking, form of output, uh, anytime where you would be using prompt engineering to alter the behavior of the GPT, and you wanna have multiple of those different prompts that the user can flow between, you might use this retrieval augmented prompting technique. Um, and then finally, I think an interesting place for exploration beyond just RAG and RAP is that four-step process that I defined. This concept of that there's four steps to RAG, and we don't necessarily always think about how we can do those steps differently. So those steps being analysis, retrieval, augmentation, and generation. So what other ways can they analyze the AI, analyze the user input to transform that input to a query and or decide what action should be called next, right? We could actually even do tree-based fl flows um, where the AI is deciding which branch of the tree to go through. What other retrieval endpoints can be used? So in this case, I used a Firestore database, which is a very simple way of retrieving a prompt, but do I need to do a prompt? Can I call another model? Can I call an external process? What are these things that can then be used to return something that is then augmented, augments the input in some way? And then in the augmentation process, we just simply did basic instruction augmentation, but you can mention prompt templates or a, a model or chain that's rewriting the prompt, very similar to how ChatGPT4 will rewrite a prompt for DALI 3 and augment that prompt in some way before it gets sent to DALI 3. So this concept of a middleware layer for prompt optimization and prompt augmentation, uh, that can also exist in the augmentation process. So those are just a couple things that I think are potentially interesting developments for or future uh, places of exploration for this RAP, this retrieval augmented prompting technique. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please give us a like and um, a review on Apple Podcasts because we're now on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Podbean. And I'll see you next week with ChatGPT on AI meets productivity.